Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett. And along with us again today, producer Maurice. Oh my god. Oh my god. Little, applause. An applause for clap. him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, today Maurice has us talking about one of the only good things to come from the COVID-19 pandemic, and that is the rise of bottle shops. It's, it's true. It, it was a very good thing. Yeah. It's a very good thing. Bottle shops. So before we get into that, let's talk about what we're drinking. Let's start with producer Maurice. Brett, do you want to take that and then carry into your own? Yes. So producer Maurice is drinking a beer that he bought from a bottle shop, and it is from Third Moon. Obviously, I'm, I'm assuming that people in Ontario have heard of Third, Third Moon before. Um, so he is drinking the Dead Don't Die, which is a double stout with chocolate, Madagascar, vanilla beans, and lactose. And it was bought from the Princess Cafe in Kitchener. Uh, in terms of myself, tonight I'm drinking probably one of my favorite all-time Ontario beers that they've just redone and made even better, which is the uh, Orange Creamsick Ale from Railway City. Um, they had an old recipe and they kind of transformed it when I went to the uh, brewery back in March to kind of talk about it with them. And it's even better. So if you wow. see me LCBO or at the brewery, pick up the new recipe of it, please. Okay. Yeah, I got to get my hands on that. Yeah. Um, so I am actually not drinking a beer. I am drinking a cider uh, and it's called The Nature of Things and it's from Collective Arts. So it is from a craft brewery. So right. thank and you, I- David Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we might have a uh, future episode on uh, ciders as well, so that'll be or David uh, Suzuki, uh, probably not David Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So I myself am drinking the 100th Meridian from Mill Street Brewery, and it is brewed with organic barley. Um, so there's a little bit of controversy over this one with the tragically hip. So I'm just going to leave it there, and we'll go yes. to bottle shops. Hopefully, you do not get sued for having that beer, Sager. Well, if I do, I'll just take it out of our uh, craft beer connoisseur's fine. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's talk about bottle shops. So has anyone actually purchased any beers from a bottle shop during the pandemic? So I'll, I'll speak for myself. I have. Um, yeah, go ahead, Brett. <laughs> I was going to say. I was, you look sorry. very excited. Yeah. I, w- I was using my hands. <laughs> but yes, I have definitely purchased from a few bottle shops. I kind of go through a little bit later in terms of the bottle shops that I've purchased from. Uh, but it's definitely one of the good things, as mentioned previously, that has came from uh, COVID. Uh, Tyler, what about yourself? No, I have not. But I know that a producer has. And so, as we mentioned, uh, his beer that he's drinking today was uh, purchased at Princess Cafe. And uh, so, he, he was there at Princess Cafe for the purchase, as well as buying a couple other ones. And Gator Tail, which is another one as well. So, Chris, you've been to one, two, three. What do you got? Uh, so, really, the ones that I've been to are just craft breweries kind of having beers from different Uh, like other breweries across the province and them setting up their own kind of bottle shop. So uh, that's really good for them because that drives sales for their own beers as well. Cause usually they have like a minimum purchase of their own beer before you can get something from the bottle shop. But it's also great because if I want a beer from third moon, for example, I'm not anywhere close to Milton Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't get that in the LCBO. So I can just go to a bottle shop and pick that up and it's really close to me and I can get beers that I wouldn't be able to try otherwise. Right. Absolutely. 100%. I'm just going to say, Tyler, um, 
must be the only one who is abiding by the staying at home order since he's never bought from a bottle shop before. So glad to see that you're staying at home. <laughs> As we all should. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, yes. Uh, in terms of my purchases from um, bottle shops, as you would say, uh, I would say the best selection, as previously mentioned, is the Princess Cafe. Uh, the owner, Mark, who I've talked to a few times, I've probably been there maybe four or five times, uh, purchasing um, beers from him. Uh, the one time, actually, I purchased about oh, $300 for this stuff. I got home. My, my wife uh, saw the amount of beers that was uh, purchased, and uh, my visa was taken out of my wallet instantly. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I did not have enough self-control. So bottle shops have been a very a good thing and a bad thing for me at the same time, let's say. Hmm. Wow. That's a good thing your wife doesn't listen to the podcast anymore, but, but uh, I'll just the URL for this one. I'll, I'll make sure she listens to this one for sure. Yeah. No, I think uh, with some of the – well, so I don't want to spoil future episodes, but with uh, one in, in town here, Beer Lab, right? So Beer yeah. Lab is, is a brewery and uh, – uh, Chris, you went recently to pick up some some beers for us as well from there. So, um, well, I think one of the benefits to the concept of a bottle shop is again just uh, being able to pick up one offs. So, certain yes. breweries, if you do kind of like a direct buy from them, it's you're buying a four pack or six pack uh, generally. Whereas going to a bottle shop, it, you could buy singles. So that is a benefit. I, I don't see there's a whole lot. Uh, of a benefit to necessarily to bottle shops, but that that is that is one. So I give them props there. Yes, uh, the one thing about the bottle shop, and actually this just changed uh, very recently, is it used to be where you had to purchase food. Yes. Okay. So you had to purchase, and some some beer shops like, hey, you got to buy like an apple or a bag of chips or whatever, right? So now they can actually just give away food, for example. Yeah, it just has to be included, I think. Right? Included. So, for example, out of uh, the last bottle shop I purchased from, I got a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> One single Tootsie Roll, free wow. of charge, thrown in my six-pack. It was a great Tootsie Roll, let me tell you. Well, but that's not the most expensive Tootsie Roll I've ever had. Yeah, right. and Tyler mentioned Beer Lab. So when I got uh, beers from their bottle shop once, um, I had to buy beers from them as well so you have to kind of purchase their own beers but also they threw in like a halloween size bag of chips so kind of the same Ooh. thing Ooh. As, <laughs> as the tootsie roll but it's just like a little tiny bag of chips oh like one of those like things that you get for trick-or-treating like those little little bags oh yeah tiny bag it had like it. maybe 10 chips in it yeah love four, it. Love four it. chips three quarters air yeah 80 percent uh, air for sure I guess yeah, one of the, uh, another benefit to uh, bottle shops is just like the brewery supporting other breweries, right? So kind of, what, kind of what you just mentioned there with Beer Lab, there's other ones that are doing the same sort of concept where, you know what, you stock your fridges with ours, we'll stock ours with yours uh, and just have that reciprocating relationship. So again, craft breweries helping out each other. That's huge, right? Especially Absolutely. in these times. So Absolutely. And you see one of those um, right now with one of the previous episodes we did on market. Right. If yeah. I don't remember. Yep. So they're now kind of diving into that bottle shop aspect as well right. in terms of supporting other also local breweries, but also uh, breweries that are a little bit far fetched in terms of you're not going to go up to drive up to Ottawa, especially right now and what Ontario is going through to pick up the beers. So they're mm-hmm. going to, you know, purchase them, pay the shipping charge, bring them into their brewery. And all of a sudden, bam, you're going to save some money on shipping by getting a different selection of beers. So, 
here's the thing, right? The, the business models are kind of different for each one of them. Um, we've kind of talked about this hybrid model where it's a brewery as well as a bottle shop. Princess Cafe is a bottle shop as well as a restaurant. Um, there's one up in Barrie called the Wheeled Brew Bottle Shop, which is exclusively just a bottle shop. And hmm. so I'm, I'm curious to see how many of those are going to kind of pop up um, and how long they're going to stick around for if it is viable or not, right? Like to have strictly just a bottle shop, I don't know. I don't know, right? Because you already have the LCBO. We did talk about different um, breweries going to the bottle shops. So we'll see. We'll see what kind of happens there, right? 100%. If you guys have thoughts? Chris, do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree. It could potentially not be viable in the long term, like once we kind of are able to travel um, a little bit around because get away from the source. Yeah, because I've also noticed that oftentimes at the bottle shop, the prices are, you know, maybe like one or two dollars higher than what you're going to pay at the actual brewery, because obviously the bottle shop has to make a cut as well. So, you know, you're paying more to get the beers and it's you're really paying for the convenience. But if we're able to kind of travel around, then you might not be willing to pay for that convenience. So, for example, I'll I'll use um, what I did yesterday. So in terms of that. I purchased um, an order from Willable and they had some friends of the farm, if you will. Um, so they actually had a beer from Sun and Hill. So in terms of that, I'm, I have never really been interested in terms of buying a whole back ton of beers from Sun and Hill, but because Willable had them with my orders, like, Oh, you know what? I'll try. Why not? Right. Yeah. So then I threw it in with my order of just so you know, the big Fife, which is the best name beer I have ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> and I am looking forward to picking that up probably soon and trying it. I, and I personally would have liked uh, Juicy in there somewhere as well. Oh, I wish it was a Juicy IPA. It would have made so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> like it would have just—it would have been the perfect beer. It's a great beer for you, Fife. But if they would have just tossed Juicy in there, oh, it if it was been- a Juicy IPA, I would have been tagging that everywhere. So I appreciate Willabal for naming a beer after me. That was greatly. Much appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to get them on the know. podcast. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess the other part of this too is just um, shipping fees, right? So we know with some breweries, you have to spend $50, $75 to get free shipping. Um, right. Some breweries, they, they do have high shipping fees. Um, and if that's the case, you know, you, you can go to the bottle shop. And yes, you do pay that premium on each can, but maybe when you total it all up, it's not as much uh, being spent than, you know, on the, on the actual shipping. So for example, I'll, I'll use princess cafe. So um, they have a lot, they have a great relationship with third moon. They actually did a, a collaboration with them back about the uh, beginning of March. So in terms of third moon, if you're by from the actual brewery, you're looking at about six fifty seven bucks. But if you mm-hmm. don't want to do a full order of third moon beers and you want just that specific, you know, slushy beer or whatever beer, you're going to probably pay, you know, nine, 50, 10 bucks. So that's right. kind of the upcharge that you're going to get. But at the same time, you don't have to make that big purchase. You literally just have to purchase that one beer. Um, and there's a couple other, um, you know, bottle shops out there. One of them is uh, fourth and seven, which is a, a big one, uh, downtown Toronto. Uh, and the other one is, uh, Bevy Barra, which is partnered with the small batch dispatch. If you guys okay, know what that yeah. is in terms of getting yeah. like the, it's yeah. like a beer club of the month, et cetera, that I right. might get later on this year. 
Yeah. So I guess kind of changing a little bit, right? So with some of the changes that the AGCO, the Alcohol Gaming Commission of Ontario, have come out with uh, during the pandemic, um, what about takeout and delivery uh, in, in terms of alcohol sales and purchases? What are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a good idea, obviously, for restaurants because that's just a, an extra source of income for them when you know, they're not really able to get the, the type of income that they've had in the past. Personally, I haven't taken advantage of that because they don't really sell craft beer. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it, it, if you wanted to get like a Molson Canadian with your Boston pizza order, then, you know, good on you. But <laughs> I, I'll just drink the craft beer that's in my fridge. So there is one exception to that, uh, which is a Gator Tail in Cambridge. All right. So yeah. let's say, let's say, you know, you want some wings, you want some good, like, you know, pub food, but you also want something like half hours. All right. Yeah. You, you want a nice, you know, sour IPA or farmhouse, or whatever half hours is putting out right now, because half hours is so stupidly high on the shipping charges. You can actually go to Gator Tail, get your half hours beer and get a pound of wings and get a burger. And actually nice. have that combination, yeah. right? Yeah, and I think that's that's when we look at it in the, the supporting local businesses, sticking away from some of those mainstream kind of big businesses, big restaurant kind of brands. Right. You, you'll find that, right? Like in Stratford, specifically Mercer Hall, right? If, if you go ahead and you order from them, they have a different beer selection. So you're, you're sticking away from the big five restaurants as well yep. as the big five beer brands. Um, so supporting local is advantageous to everybody because you seem to have more of a selection on kind of unique foods as well as unique beers. Right? Yes. And so, I've seen with like Mercer Hall again, for example, that because their kegs were tapped and, and the shutdowns came so quickly is that they were just looking to empty the growlers. Right. So right. for example, you could get a, a full growler of, you know, whatever they had on tap plus, you know, some karage or some good food that they had, it would be a, a perfect takeout meal instead of getting, as you said, Chris, like the Molson Canadian with your Boston pizza. Order. Right. Right. So, yeah. so go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, obviously this was kind of like a temporary measure uh, or it was proposed as a temporary measure for COVID. Um, do you think that this will kind of continue past COVID. Personally, I do um, because I think it is just, again, another extra way for businesses to to make money and, um, you know, people ordering in uh, food is just going to continue to happen. So that's what uh, I'm thinking. No, absolutely. I think it's with the kind of liquor laws in terms of the way that they seem to be going, I think this is, this is here to stay, right? No matter once we get past COVID and everything else like that, I personally think that it is here to stay. There's probably going to be some things that might be, you know, switched a little bit to make it, you know, easier. Uh, but for the most mm -hmm. part, I, I think, you know, being able in two years from now, being able to go to the princess cafe slash sidewalk beer shop, which actually is mostly what they're named main for. Uh, I think, yeah, it's going to be hundred percent that I'm going to be able to do that in two years and walk up and get whatever I want. Right. Right. And I think that's the thing with AGCO is the, the laws were so antiquated, right? So you look at historically what they had, there was no modernization in it. They've made some changes because they had to make changes. The pandemic forced some changes to be made. And I think, again, it was a, a movement to kind of be more contemporary and, and see what kind of um, unique opportunities could present themselves. And now that they've made these changes, you can't really dial it back again. 
There was right. the same thing with cideries. It, there was an acreage aspect to it and what you can and cannot sell, even though it was your own cidery, right? Now 100%. they've opened it. Now they've opened it up. Um, there's really no going back on it. I think everything has proven itself to, to work. They're looking, obviously, to kind of expand licenses into like 7-Eleven. I mean, they've, they've mm-hmm. applied for licenses. Yeah, exactly. So, so when you look at the ex- expansion of, of this whole entire thing is, again, going back to bottle shops, is bottle shops necessary? Is that business model going to work when AGCO is opening the door for your convenience stores? Um, and you might be able to go ahead as a uh, Third Moon or Blood Brothers and reach out to certain uh, chains and get your brews in different convenience stores. Not all of them, but you can then go ahead and target certain locations. So yeah. it'll be very interesting to see in the next year and a half. Fife, do you want to wrap up that little thing? The, the other thing advice? that um, is going to be farmer's markets as well, right? In terms of they're going to be allowed to potentially sell beer before the end of the year. So that's another thing you got to look at is, you know, I'm not saying you're going to be able to go to the farmer's market on a Saturday morning between 7 and 12 and pick up your, you know, your craft heads or your, you know, whatever. But it's going to be <laughs> farmer's markets are going to be allowed to sell beer as well. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely, you know, alcohol and beer is going to be surrounding pretty much everywhere you look as a 7-Eleven. Maybe your, you know, Joe Schmo convenience store, et cetera, right? So I think... I lo- I personally love shopping at Joe Schmo's. Oh, it's, a great, it's a great establishment. <laughs> it's Absolutely. One my, it's, it's one of my favorites. But does anybody have any kind of wrapped up thoughts on it or should we say goodbye to the folks? I, I think it's all here to stay. All That's right, what yeah. I got. I think I'm good. Excellent. So, you know what? That's all for today's producer special. Um, if you haven't already, we hope you are able to experience any kind of new pop-up bottle shop as they're out there. Take a look, Google them up. Um, I might be going to one uh, right after we finish recording this episode. Do you it. should. Do you it. should. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on off weeks for these producer specials. And obviously, guys, remember to stay thirsty, but also stay safe. Drink responsibly. Uh, don't drink and drive and stay at home. <laughs> so from all of us and producer Maurice, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. 